We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everyone. Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anora Boys are in the building, brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Also, MalikZaire.com for all your traveling needs during the holiday season. That's right. And Anora Whiskey, go to MalikZaire.com. Left, have you ever stumbled upon something that you forgot about? I was walking around the crib this morning, man. And uh, okay, oh, you mean like some like an old old clothes or uh, something? Yeah, 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 something like that. Like you know, you see like an old Sean John velour suit. You like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have like, to bust that out. Ooh, those used to be fire. <laughs> so today, I'm walking around the crib, and somebody has left an open bag of Mike and Ike's on the dresser. Now listen, now Mike and Ike's is a is a legend classic that's regional. I I forgot, bro. I forgot. I grabbed the yellow and the red one. Mm. Now, first of all, that shows you that you know I'm you know I just showed a little bit of my culture because that's actually cherry and lemon. Cherry and lemon, not bananas. But I, but I said is new. But I said yellow and red. That's how that's kind of how we do a Kool-Aid as well. Like give me, the, right. give, give me the grape. Give me the grape. Give me the red. Give me the orange Kool-Aid. And that is not the flavor. Right. That's right. Is it purple water sugar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, then I started thinking about Jolly Joe's. I'm like, man, I think I might have to go to the wholesale candy store in the city, bro. See, I don't know about the Jolly Joes now. Ooh, the Jolly Joes, same company. They're just all great. Oh, it's an all great candy? It's an all great. Instead of the Mike and Ike's, it's the same thing, but they're all great. Called Jolly Joes. Man. Wow. It just made Jolly Joes. You had to find that at a specific store. Man. Yeah. See, my boy Mario Dunlap, who's in South Bend from Chicago, he said, yeah, Mike and Ike, yes, sir. Old school. He knows what I'm talking about. Let's see. Lilo, I got. Sour Patch Watermelon. Now, that's that's a go-to. Mike and Ike is for sure a go-to. Ron Tuck. Lilo remembers the uh, great Jolly Joes as well, man. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is what it is. So today is a we're gonna talk portal, left. We're gonna talk portal. We're gonna talk wide receiver room and put a bow. We kind of put a bow on the whole Chancey Stucky thing yesterday. Yeah. But you know, we we thought we would bring our brother in today. And uh as always, heck, we might as well call him family, dude. Right. And uh Half of the lucky underdogs on the Believe Network, dude. That's right. Okay. If if Lucky Lefty is one in Notre Dame content, then Lucky Underdogs is one A. Or you can you can inverse it. It doesn't make a difference. We don't mind. Because we you don't say, mind. enough meat on the bone for yeah, everybody. It's enough meat on the bone for everybody. Yes, we all on. we all try to eat. We all had good Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. <laughs> we don't mind. We don't mind opening up for lucky underdogs on tour. We, hey, it's all good. No, that's man. right. We all we all here just spreading the love, man. We just spreading the love, man. First, man, how was your holiday, bro? CJ oh, Pro nice with us on Lucky Amazing, Lucky. amazing. How y'all boys doing? How y'all doing? It's always good having you all see. Man, I'm glad glad y'all got me, man. It's always always good. I always, always love being on with y'all, man. Always. So. Give us your feelings because we want to want to allow you to talk about the importance of trust mm-hmm. in a position room, specifically in a wide receiver room. Yeah. Um, but as you kind of like look over everything that's transpired this week, uh, what is your impression right now with connected to what you saw? And we can get to that because Malik has talked about that. Like he knew by watching the games, yeah, that something wasn't particularly right. Yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, I think you know they're all. I think all the guys are in a new system on the offense, um, new offense coordinator. So just a lot of uncertainty. New quarterback, um, and you know every the offense kind of ran through the the run game was you know the the main focus of that receiver room. Um, you just seen seen a lot of inconsistency throughout the year um, from a lot of guys. You know I mean, and uh, I guess my feelings from you know, I mean, from the guys, I kind of moving on. You know, I think uh, I think you know, I think Tyree. You know, I don't really see him as like a real. You know, you know, he he, I mean, he a fifth year, so he he did his time. He graduated like like it's his decision if you want to stay or go. You know. And, you know, that's that's kind of up to him. You know, the the Merriweather kind of, uh, you know, I mean, I could I kind of could see that just because, you know, the, the young freshman, 
uh, coming, stepping up, and he can kind of see that his his window opportunity kind of going away. Um, but as far as the coach, man, I mean, you know, that definitely, you know, came as a shock to me. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, just as far as just – I think the guys are just young. I mean, I think we just got a lot of young guys, and it's just – we just got to have – I mean, it's got to be a, a, a certain time where it's guys like, hey, we're just going to step up and we do it, you know. It's like – because that's where, that's, where, that's where the explosive – Offense is gonna come from, you know. The, we got the we got the running backs, and we gonna do we gonna be good there. But what, the, the receivers gotta have to step up and make them plays. But let me ask you though, because you have been in that room, you've been in both rooms mm-hmm. during the time that you was there, and you see things going on in in the room receiver room right now that is odd. You see a walk on coming out of nowhere, starting over guys that. We've been talking about all offseason. You got true freshmen. When's the last time a true freshman is taking over a number one spot that you've seen? Like, what has to take place in that receiver room for you to – for that to even happen? Because uh, when I mean, you were there, you weren't letting no walk-on receiver just take the starting yeah, spot no. or to take the extra seat. Like, come on, what is that? I think, you know, I mean, I think – I definitely think Jaden Thomas, you know, him being just injured all year, Um, you know, I, I think they – I mean, that hamstring was way worse than what they – they kind of told us, you know, kind of told us it was. Um, and then, you know, was it was it Colsey? I mean, because he, he was an older guy too. So he's been, he, it was hurt. He didn't, I don't, did he even play at all this whole season? I mean, I don't think he played at all. So like, you know, those, I mean, those are kind of the older guys in the room. I feel like, you know, and Tyree, you know, Tyree had a pretty solid year. Um, so, you know, really the old guys really weren't really, really in the, in the rotation that much. Um, so they had to kind of rely on the, the young walk on who's making plays like in, the, you know, the, the the young freshman, like, literally we were counting on Rico Flores the whole year. Like, it's like, all right, we got – Rico Flores got to have a good game this, like, this week. Like, a freshman got to have a good game for us to win? Like, that's that's not how – you know, that's really not how it should, it should be going. Like, it should be – they should just be a part of the game plan. Um, They should be getting their plays here and there, but they shouldn't really be like the – they need to be – we need them to have a good game for us to – our pass the game to be working at all. So, that's just our issue. I think that – but, I mean – the good thing for us, those guys got a lot of experience. And next, and next year coming forward, next year they got a lot of experience coming. You know, in that room now. So, how much is continuity amongst, or how does this function amongst the staff impact the players? Because that's something that we've seen exist, and we laid it out. Look. Not giving Sam Hartman a pass, but the guy that had the vision that pitched him left. Left. The offensive coordinator that pitched him and had the vision for his transition from that offense to this offense left. Jared Parker didn't have that vision. Now, between Jared Parker, Gino Gadouli, and Sam Hartman, they should have figured something out. Out of the three of them, they should have figured out how to get the job done. However... You know, that situation, you can go back to how, you know, Tommy was even retained when Freeman got the job and Freeman wanting another wide receiver coach and Tommy Reese campaigning and getting Chancey Stucky. Like, it's just been dysfunction and no continuity within the staff mm-hmm. and what the head coach wants. Right. How does that impact a program and the players, man? Because I think – that's something you guys can speak to that maybe we can't understand as fans. Well, I think, you know, I think the main thing is like, 
the head coach are always going to have that, like, kind of that, um, not, I wouldn't say demeaning, but he, he going to be trying to micromanage that, that side just because he know it's not his guys that he wants over there. So it's always yeah. going to be like, it's, it's just, it's never going to be that hundred percent trust level. Cause, um, for you, I mean, for you to be a successful program, every, like it's gotta be a, just trust that everybody's going to do their job. And when, once there, there's like a little bit of a chink in that armor where it's like, I, I can't trust him to completely do this the way I want him to, then that, that's where things start falling apart. And, um, I mean, and then especially when you talking about an offense, like everything has to be together, you know, everything has to be, you know, as one. And this season, like you, we saw a lot. It was always, it was most of the time, it would be like the O-line, the running backs, quarterback, they kind of be as one, but the the quarterback receivers were never as one. Like there was always just never, never a real like syn- synchronization between the, between the two. So, um Definitely was something there. Um, you know, even the tight ends, like obviously, you know, Parker was a tight end coach. So the tight ends definitely had something like, you know, they definitely looked like they had a little bit more um, synchronization with, you know, with Hartman. Uh, but the receivers never really felt like it never really felt like they had any type of any type of flow going at, going through the whole season. Lucky Lucky Podcast. We have a guy, CJ Prosize on with us, man, and putting a nice little bow on coaching. And look, one of the things that was said, I really didn't witness it. Like, I didn't get a chance to go to practice during the fall, but during the spring, I didn't witness it. But a lot of people said, you know, have said that Chancey Stucky, all, you know, man, all he did was scream. And I'm like, well, dude, heck, when I was at practice, I could be on the other side of the field, and I heard Harry he stand over everything. So it's scream like every, scream every no. time. Yeah. So like screaming as a coach is not a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. But what I did say is screaming comes across a different way when you have the trust. Yeah. From the guys in the room, that. like Harry, Harry had established trust. Yeah. And, so and, and, got, and, and Harry got that. You know, he got that uh, resume. Yeah. That if he that if he's yelling, that means he really trying to, you know, show you that it could be different for you. And I think that, you know, the receipt I think as a football player, you know who can really get you better and who can't. You can just sense it. Even if even if you don't know nothing, as a football player, especially with all the stuff out there today, you can tell if a coach is a coach or if he's a recruiter. Yeah, because some guys are really good recruiters out here. Get the whole room lit. It's a great time, but because they can't coach, everybody is around here like, "Well, you're just relying on talent." And when the talent is raw and not modified and and isn't defined by the coach, you don't have the success you want. So the coach that can't coach is just gonna start yelling. Mm-hmm. Because why else would you yell at somebody if you could really coach him, if you could really take it to bias and develop him in the right ways to where, okay, maybe the deep ball isn't there, but maybe his slant route is there. Yeah. Because the slant is just as good as a post if you hit it on the right spot. Yeah, if you hit it and you let him run. And, and, he's, and he's got all the attributes to finish, so it just comes down to making those changes at the end of the day because you're going to need an answer. You can't go in the next year in this offseason with the same room looking the same way. You just can't do that. 
Yeah. Because that's know. football. <laughs> At the end of the day, like, you know, the when the, the players don't develop, it's, it's on the coach, you know. I mean, it's like uh, it's, it's, on, it's really on the coach because, you know, he's the one that's, you know, with them every day and he's the one who's – you know, responsible for their development. So, and I heard, and I heard a crazy story on Instagram. Uh, what was it? TikTok. Kyle Slaughter. I don't know if you heard of the Kyle Slaughter story. The QB, the backup QB out of the Vikings camp, and he was saying because, well, first of all, you know, CJ, you've been on NFL teams every year was a different year, different group of guys in the locker room mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. So the transition is there. But he was saying sometimes. The, the guys out of the backups can be so good to where the NFL kind of buries their career because you don't want him being so good and then leave and then he blows up somewhere else because those coaches will get fired. Yeah. And I mean, that's why they'll talk they'll dirty Mac you to other teams and 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 try not to get you picked up. And it's not even your fault. It's because the guy that they paying all the extra bucks to is just as good, if not worse than the guy that's backed up that's not getting paid anything. They just gotta save they they gotta save face, you know. Yeah, and that's a lot of what this is going through at Notre Dame. You gotta save face somehow because mm-hmm. you can't tell me that the guys in that room with all that talent, especially a Tobias, go up and blow somewhere else. You can't keep chancing. If yeah. Tobias go to Maryland or Virginia or one of these Pac-12 schools or like Washington or something, and he goes crazy, he a leading receiver in the country. Marcus Freeman gonna look at Chancey and be like, "What happened?" Yeah, it'll be like how how is that possible? So that's exactly why Marcus Freeman had to make quick and swift decisions because it's deeper than just a guy that is 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 liked on the outside, you know. I mean, then you know he got to think about the future too because you know he also looking at those uh those young receivers like man we got something in these guys like you know the, the great house the uh, you know Rico Flores and uh you know Faison like. We got to make sure these guys are getting developed as well. So, if you know, if, if if our guy we got now ain't developing the way they, you know, the way they should, then we gotta we gotta make we gotta find somebody else who's gonna get the job done. Yeah, uh, dude, Lilo Galante, that's a perfect example of what they're talking about. Lawrence Key, Lawrence Key's left Notre Dame. All this oh, dude man. does for Tulane is just score touchdowns. Yeah, just go crazy, and that's all he does. It's a frustration with the wide receiver room. But this is something that I was talking to. I don't know, Joshua Perry, who is a um, Ohio State alum. You know, he was on the Big Ten Network. And, you know, he was like, yo, I don't know what's going on at Ohio State. Because they have the number one, number two recruiting class every year. But the development is not the same as it was when I was there with Urban. He was like, I don't know what's going on, but something is not right. He was like, dude, Urban made sure that every freshman receiver got 10 snaps every game. And he would be on the coaches. Like, it's your job to make sure they get 10 snaps every game. Develop these dudes. And he pointed out that they brought in three five-star receivers, and he's like, where are they at? It's the end of the year. And they can't see the field. He's like, yo, what's going on with the development? And it goes back to like what you said, Left. You said the moment you saw Tobias in the middle of a route, just pretty much not even turn his head against Duke. 
you were like, okay, it's, it's a problem. Like some something's wrong. And then when I sent, we saw the all twenty two from Stanford, and we saw that cat Tobias throw his hand up, and this dude threw a fly route to Rico, who hasn't run by anybody all year. It's like, wait a minute, what what are you reading? Like, if you have two goals on the outside with single high, how do you choose Rico over Tobias <laughs> in that situation? It's it was just crazy, man. And the dysfunction was was evident. And it's it, yo, it boiled over to the field. It really did. And it's unfortunate. Um, I have confirmed it's been in the chat, but yes, a left, your boy holding stays is uh on the move. Really? He's from out the of there tight, too from the Dang. tight end room. Wow. Well, I mean, we got enough tight ends coming in. I'm you know, I think it's a better move for yeah. him than it is. Yeah, they, but holding stays was remember holding stays when Mitchell Evans was healthy was got really the, solid. Got the, but he got the same treatment. Like yo, why why aren't they throwing the holding stays? Like after that game, he had against North, North Carolina, Carolina State. State. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just <laughs> I already know. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? So, he didn't even play like it. Just played Mitchell Evans like we had one tight end on the roster. Yeah. And Mitchell Evans ball. No, he did. I mean, hell, the tight end going ball. It's just the fact that all the tight ends were balling North Carolina State. We were scoring 45 points. We was doing play action more heavily. Everybody was involved. We get the after Ohio State game, it's like we didn't know how to call plays or we felt like we could only trust two people, Aldrich and Mitchell Evans. Yeah. For real, it really was. Like after like after Ohio State, it was like everything was conservative, conservative. You know, I feel like, I mean, honestly, after the Ohio State game, I, I feel like we should have just, that was that was um, Hartman's uh, audition. You know, after that, he should have been, we should have been should've putting been Angelian at that point. At that point, especially wow. now, it's like, why is he playing Stanford? Why is he playing? Yeah, like, I mean, I would, after after, especially after me, especially after Louisville, it's like, all right, now it's just like. What yeah, now doing? it's like, we just, you just, you just here to try to get film to get to the league. We ain't yeah, trying and to I mean, do that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he probably made himself look worse, like. In some of them later games, because he just was a turnover machine, like you know, I mean, and man, you know, it's it's I mean, it's something with the quarterback position, man. I think that's that's really where we gotta just that's really we just gotta get a guy who's gonna be solid, you know. Well, DJ Uwangagule just entered the transfer portal. Well, yeah, he, he, he was still got, was able to do that because Jonathan Smith left. Yeah, oh. Jonathan Smith left, so he was able to transfer. Um, one more time, he gets a, he gets a COVID year. You know, he gets a COVID year because oh, of 2020. Wow. So, he so he's played him. he's played four years. He gets the fifth year for the COVID year, and with this coach going to Michigan State, now he gets the opportunity to transfer again. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. 
It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. And they're saying we might get Riley Leonard. That is that is the uh, – you, hey, that's a perfect segue, CJ. I mean, you, you segue for us perfectly. What's – especially with the wide receivers. That was one of the reasons I felt like Chris Tyree left mm-hmm. to go back to your uh, a point that you spoke about. It's like, yo, I have my degree. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I don't know who the wide receiver coach is going to be. Yeah. Like, let, let me go find somebody I have a relationship with and a situation I could feel comfortable with for my last shot to impress NFL scouts. Like, because this is not the most stable situation right here and no yeah. i love notre dame but i need a more stable situation it really was a sound business decision in my opinion yeah i mean honestly i mean even i don't i mean i don't know his draft stock and everything but i think even if he went to the combine and i mean i think he'd get invited to the combine if he ran a 4-3 i think he'll you get drafted i mean you know he's, he, he had 500 yards his first year at receiver at a school like notre dame i mean that's that's pretty solid so I mean, obviously, like going to another school, if he he gonna do his thing, he gonna do. He obviously gonna get drafted high, but uh, just for ND, man, I think it's, it's for for them guys in that you know that receiver room and just on that offense. Uh, it's, it's definitely just a lot of uncertainty for a lot of them guys right now. I think just for all, even it's a lot of guys leaving. Um, even you know Zeke Zeke Guerrero leaving. Uh, and then we got obviously a new quarterback coming in. We have no no idea who's going to be the quarterback at this point. So um, I mean, we thought it was going to be we thought it was uncertainty this year, but I get I think next year might be, be even more because at least we had one thing for certain. <laughs> Man, it is um, that quarterback situation because Malik Malik is like, yo, rock with these young cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, we yeah. cannot continue to go back to the portal, man. Like, at some point, you have to develop your own. And you guys, I mean, that, I mean, I, I understand when you got Ev, Malik, and Deshaun in the quarterback room, it's like, all right, cool. And then later on, you get guys like Gunner Kill was in there. He left. You get Ian. And Phil Jacoby, like I said, Phil Jacoby, when he left his first year at BC, he put up numbers. Mm-hmm. Phil Jacoby like he, was nice his first year before he started getting He got out. hurt, yeah. you know, but he put up numbers. So it's not like Notre Dame hasn't recruited talented quarterbacks. But for some reason lately, the development has really fallen to the wayside. But at some point, you have to get back on the bike, right? You fall, you learn how to ride a bike, you fall. You scrape your knee, you get back up, you ride, and then when you go in the house, you know, you wipe off the blood or whatever and go back outside and ride the bike some more. It is, at some point, Riley Leonard sounds, see, this is my thing. Going back to the eight, we're going back to the same well twice. Like, once again, we're going to a small school with dudes that have no idea what it is. Playing a big game against Clemson at Duke, is not, not big same. games at Notre Dame. It's, it's not the same. And it do. And say you saw that when Sam Hartman played against Ohio State. This is not the same, dude. It's a different level. Yeah, no, I'm, you know, 
I would be with, you know, going to the, the portal for, for, a, for a quarterback, you know, a young quarterback. But, you know, I'm for a, to, to do another – to play against a fifth year that we just about to play against – that we played against before, that we did the year before with Sam Hartman, it's like, why are we doing – like, what, what's the point? Like, we know what he's going to show us. Like, we know – like, I mean, the game he played, he didn't play – I mean, I he played against, against us. He did not play that – he did not play well. He got hurt, the, like, the last drive of the game, like – and that whole game, we we didn't do that. He didn't do too much. So I don't know why you would want to go and get the guy who just you you locked up. Like, you know, it's like all right, we we locked you up. Like I don't know why we are gonna go and recruit you now. I don't know. To me, that don't make sense. Like it's like all right, you know, he, he ain't show nothing against. Yeah, we against recruit us. guys we beat. When is that? What I'm saying like we were shooting the guys that we just we stomped on. Like we just beat them down, hurt them in the last drive of the game, and just like yeah, we just we better than you. And then we just like all right, now we want you in our team. Like. We want you to be the leader. Yeah, of our and team. the crazier part is, the crazier part is, Duke is right next to Wake Forest. I mean, right damn, next to it, like, we yeah. just recruit in the same area. <laughs> All our talent is in North Carolina, or what? Because I mean, at least like Sean brought up a really, really, really good point. Sean's point was that at least Jack Cone won a Big Ten championship. Yeah, and I think we 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 confuse. Numbers for progress. What well, one thing Sanford said, Coach Sanford said to me that I've never forgot was don't confuse hard work with progress. He said, You can watch film all damn day. Sam Hartman can have every record in the book 50 games plus played up there in the top five for touchdowns all time, 12,000 passing yards. But what did he really mean? And I and I really believe it became evident when you compare Sam Hartman to Jack Cohn is, well, Jack Cohn is a winner. Jack Cohn won 11 games playing half the time. Jack Cohn put up 500 yards passing in a, in a, in a New Year's Six bowl game. Didn't he, like, dislocate his finger or something and came in and throw it? Dislocated, popped yeah, it yeah, back yeah. in and threw the game when it touched that. That's, yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, Jack Cohn tough. Jack Cohn tough. <laughs> tough. Yeah, and, he played, and he played and had moments. So for us, you know, we tried to get the decorated guy. And and I think there's only three types you can really get. You can get a decorated freshman, a super talented, untapped potential guy with a year or two years left, or you get a guy that's a winner. And the guy that's a winner usually isn't in the transfer court. Yeah, because he's going to stick it out. Yeah, and we just got – oh, he's playing. And we just got lucky, to be honest, to get a Jack Cone because I, for whatever reason, they thought Graham Mertz was something, and we got lucky. Yeah. But it, but if those are the three types that are even, you know, in my opinion, a reasonable choice, then I'm looking at our own roster. Our own roster has got the undeveloped talent that can be something. If we if we put it out there, I believe the only way you can develop is by playing games. Let's yeah. just be serious. You can't develop in practice. You can't. you can't develop. You can't develop watching film while you're not getting no reps. You can't develop by being a backup with a headset. The only way you can tell there's development or you can tell he's going to develop is playing. And right now it would throw off the natural order if we sit there and get another quarterback that's not the dude. Because at this point, what are we recruiting if we ain't recruiting a dude and we keep getting transfer portal every other five minutes? Yeah. 
Like, if, if we're going to get a transfer portal, we need to get a number one guy who just – who we need to get what's – what's his name? Arch Manning. That's that's the only guy we should be getting out the transfer portal is, is Arch Manning because we shouldn't get nobody else who – who are coming in on their last year to play for one year because that's just it's not gonna work. And I mean, for even for a quarterback, it's like it's unrealistic to come into a system your first year and go undefeated or try to win a championship. Like, you don't even know you half the time, you don't even know what the hell you're doing. Like, and the chemistry was obvious, it wasn't a ton of chemistry between Sam Harmon and those receivers. Yeah, I mean, Sam Harmon yeah. wasn't warming up with Jordan Faison and Rico Flores when he came in. He was there with the O-lineman. He, like, you know, him and the O-lineman was cool. Like, you can tell that. Like, him and, you know, obviously him and the O-lineman, they had a good relationship. But, I mean, the receivers, you know, him and the receivers, I mean, and he was getting paid a lot of money, too. Like, the boys, like, shoot, like. And we show, we just right. show way too much love and respect for guys that play good, <laughs> not for guys that go win or something. Yeah, I mean. We, we so happy that the man played good. What's playing good, over 500? We could have got anybody on the roster to do that. I mean, he played. I mean, I guess he played. I I, I didn't say he played. I think he played okay. You know, I didn't think he. I think he had some okay games. Like early in the year, we played against some bums. Like, yeah, I mean, you should be going off. Um, but you know, when we get against the good teams, that's where you. That's where the measure is at. And I never. I didn't see anything when we played against the good. The the, the good team. So. You know that's that's my measure. You know when the talent when the talent steps up, that when you, you if you step up, and I didn't see the step up there, so that's why I was like, you know, he just average guy that we could have. And Jelly, I think Jelly was at the at the same level, honestly. Yeah, a lot of fans are saying give Steve Angeli a shot. A shot to do what though? That's the question. But, but look, you. see, this is if if Steve Angeli was that dude, Notre Dame wouldn't be in the portal. That's right. No, and I mean, I'm not saying Angeli is that dude, but I'm just saying Hartman. He, I don't think there was a big difference between him and Hartman. Like, <laughs> you know, um, and I, I mean, I know is, is Hartman planning on playing the bowl game because it's crazy. We shouldn't allow Sam Hartman to play in the bowl game. <laughs> I'm about to say, there's no way he should be playing in that bowl game, like because it would be a disservice to the team. Like we point. need the it's it, it should be the next whatever two quarterbacks, the next two quarterbacks you're playing. Like he should even when we whooped up on Stanford third quarter, Sam Hartman need to be putting a headset on and, and coaching the young guys. He need to be coaching Steve and, and Kenny. Kenny Minchie should have been in that game. That game didn't we, mean nothing. I'm getting, we young boys should have been in the start. <laughs> that game Straight didn't mean up. a thing. They didn't even have the game on TV. I couldn't even see the game. I had to – they got on Peacock. I'm like, I'm not about to get Peacock. To I had to go to the dark web. Stanford. I had to go to the dark web and ask a couple, <laughs> ask around and, and, and have a crack stream on my – you know how to do the most? <laughs> so it comes down to what, what's important, Marcus Freeman. Is it important to give Sam a a, a, a final send-off or is it important to figure out your quarterback situation? Because in my opinion, you got enough time – you wasting time, but you got still have enough to figure out what you got in that room before you start chasing dudes that we beaten to sleep through the year. Before Shopify, were you wondering where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. 
Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.